As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, yo. Hey, 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 check us out on YouTube, man. Check us out on YouTube. Roll out studios. Search Roll Out Studios. Let's go like Kiki. Y'all wasn't ready for the scat freestyle, man. Neither was I. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, your boy is representing Shy Town in the building. So excited to be here, man. I'm so thankful. Hey, this studio is too lit, y'all. I just can't. There's so much going on. Literally, it's too lit. We got lights. We got... Oh, let me mute that. We got lights. We got some dope cameras. And we got the action. Your boy is here. So, Godfather, a.k.a. Uncle Choo Choo. Hey, shout out to Facebook Live. Shout out to the homies on the chat room. So, hey, I know y'all love to, you know, show some love to the people. So, thank y'all for stopping through. Uh, we got... We're going to talk about this. Uh, what happened last week, y'all, man. Listen up. Last week, we had dope, dope, dope Greg Scott Musician. Make sure you guys check him out, Greg Scott Music. And we have the homie Louis MacArthur, y'all. Louis MacArthur, he's a dope actor, artist. So make sure you go to subscribe, 100 Podcasts on YouTube. It's really important because I only got like 38 subscribers. Y'all don't be listening, okay? So uh, I'm just playing, man. It don't really matter. I'm just thankful that the people who are watching right now are watching and the people watching on replay. So, um, so yeah, man. Enough about last week, man. We in here now and we are on and popping. So, man. Speaking of Shot Town, what I tell y'all, man. The homie Adam Key is in the building. Shout out to the homie Adam Key. How you doing, homie? I'm all right. All right, all right. You made it, man. You made it. He braved the 101 from from uh, from Glen. You still from live Glendale. in Glendale. 
all far, the way, far away to Canoga Park, y'all. That's a that's a trek. So yeah. I'm glad you were able to make it. Uh, you know, uh, so listen, man, I'm just thankful that he is here. This guy is a fantastic writer. Okay, he's written for NCIS. If you guys haven't seen the show, make sure you check it out. LA. It, that's LA though. Oh, NCIS, NCIS LA. LA. You don't want to get people mad. Right. Like, okay. Who the hell is this guy? I don't know what you're talking about. Right. NCIS LA, because you know they got like a hundred of them. You know what I'm saying? It's like CSI, NCIS. They got a lot of letters, you know. So, uh, hey, what's up, Johnny Becker? What's up, homie? Uh, so, listen, NCIS LA, he wrote an episode and he actually got a short movie. He's done a lot of stuff. Apparently, he's a rapper, so we're going to have a freestyle session later, y'all. <laughs> I had to ask him, I was like, you going to freestyle? He's like, you know. I'm a little dusty right now, you know, but I guess I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll see. So we're going to see what's up with the freestyle status, man. Um, so, Adam, man. Yo. Uh, can you tell us, man, you've been working for uh, NCIS for a while, but you kind of just, for the first time, really got your first placement. So tell us tell us about, you know, your first time getting your script on TV, man. That's powerful. It is. It was, it was dope, man. It was nice. Let me, ask, let me ask a question real quick. What is the, uh, what are the, what are the standards here? How how one hundred can we get? Oh, listen, bro. We, <laughs> we we you can say whatever you want, bro. So we we keep it's on the internet. So you can say whatever you need to say. That's why I say we didn't want no kids up in the studio, man. Because we gotta say what we gotta say. We gonna have to say what we gotta say. Cause we grown. So yeah, man. Right, if you gotta sure. cuss, you know whatever you gotta do. Let's keep it one hundred. Yeah, no doubt. Nah, it was dope, man. It was dope. I mean, you know, it was a long time. Um, you know, working with the show. I used to be uh, I used to work in production. For a long time, I spent a lot of years working on set production. I was an assistant director and a production assistant and all that crazy shit. And then uh, I had an opportunity to switch over and transfer into the writer's office, which was dope. So what? Wait, what? You just had an opportunity? What was it? You was just kicking it at the barbecue with the director? Like what was going on? Nah, well, on the real though, what happened was is that I just made it a point. I made it a point that uh, when I got to the show, to you know, I mean, you know, kick ass at my job. But when I was doing that, to get to know and meet the writers and the producers, right. and so they all knew who I was and got to meet the uh, the assistants in the office at the time. And um, what happened was the, the the person who created and ran our show, Shane Brennan, he had another show get picked up called oh, King okay. and Maxwell. Okay. And when King and Maxwell was getting picked up, he... Uh, he transitioned some people from his office there to that office. So there was a slot that was open. There was a slot that was hey. open, and, and the staff let me know about it. You know. Wow, because you were already in it. Yeah, so they beautiful. let me know, and then I talked to him, and then, you know, he it was he put me at the bottom. You know, I had to work course, my way up, but I was like, yeah, I'll do that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Get so, offset. Hell yeah. So he was able to, you know, get in as a, you said he started as a PA. So as a PA, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. As a production assistant, you basically got to do, you know, everything they tell you to do. But when you're the writer, you kind of, you know, you tell LL Cool J what to say. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. So, um, so I, I cut you off a little bit in the process. So yeah. you know, no, so you good. can continue the uh, the story, man. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. And then uh, you know, I went over there, and then um, yeah, I just I was a, a production assistant for the writer's office, and as you know, I mean, basically what that entailed is just a lot of research um, and learning a lot. So sitting in in all the meetings, and then reading all the scripts and proofreading everything, and then when you know we need to call. We need to call Mexico because we're having a scene taking place in Tijuana, and we need to know what the schematics are. Then I will call them and find yeah. out that information. So a lot of, a lot of education, to the point where, I was a writer before, right? But I'm, I'm like, I'm 85 times better okay. than the guy that I was coming in, just from everything that I learned. So when you said research, um, you, 
you were doing research for the writers for the show. So mm-hmm. are you saying like a lot of these stories are based on like real life instances or? No, well, I mean, is is everything is kind of pulled from each writer's purview, their own perspective. Okay, you know what I mean. But like, where we, I can't speak for other shows. Yeah, but I know NCIS Los Angeles, they they like to keep it as as on a level as possible. You know okay. what I mean. So it's like when we're doing military stuff, we're in contact sure. with actual NCIS agents in real life, wow. and FBI agents and CIA agents. Right. And you know, we call these people and we say, "Hey, if something something was happening, how would that really kind of play out?" And they would tell us, you know, or wow. like anything. We had an episode a couple years back that involved someone getting uh, a killer hiding out in an old paper factory, and there was a specific kind of paper that he would hand out to people. And so I had to call these people to find out if you can trace back specific kinds of paper to its origin, and you can. Wow. Okay. So that's I mean, that's <laughs> some deep research for some fictional, uh, you know, guns and TV show, man. That's that's dope though. So you guys try to keep it as one hundred as possible, which is, is what we're doing. We got the homie <laughs> one Adam George in the building. So make sure y'all check him out on Instagram. Um, not only is he a writer, but he's got the short film that we're going to be talking about later, right? Feature. Feature, feature film. Feature. Excuse feature me. Film. Your Y'all, excuse. We it's got okay. a feature film yeah, yeah. up in here. And it's about, you know, Chi-Town, right? Canal Street, man. That's right, that's, that's right around Street. the corner from where I used to live, man. So I'm, <laughs> I'm happy that, you know, I'm excited to talk about both of those. But right now we're going to uh, do this NCIS clip for the show that you actually wrote. So um, you want to set up the clip right quick before we pass it through? Yeah, yeah. So this is the actual, the official um, 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 teaser that CBS put out for my episode called The Monster. I, I co-wrote it with Frank Military. It's uh, about a group of serial killers that are uh, fucking people up in a really bad way, and we stumbled into it. Hey man, I'll take LL Cool J versus serial killers any day, bro. Mm-hmm. If you got LL Cool J coming in with the ah, <laughs> come on, dude, you can't beat that. Come on, he got his own soundtrack when he roll up, man. That's dope. <laughs> so, I mean, we got to talk about the homie, you know, my doppelganger LL, man. I know you got some pictures. Oh with yeah, him. you look, you look so much. I got confused I know, when I got I here. I know you walked in. You was like, dang, he hard as hell. I'm like, no, nah, I'm like, I'm for the ladies, man. Ladies love. <laughs> Uh, but no, man, so tell us, you know, I got it, you know, since you know LL, y'all besties now, <laughs> what type of things, you know, can you share with our people? What do you know about LL, man? Come on, I'm a fan. <laughs> All right, you know what? I, I, he is, uh, Mr. James Todd Smith, LL Cool J, is an extremely insightful person. Insightful? Very insightful. Okay. He he is, I find that any opportunity I have to, to have a conversation with him or just kind of let him talk about what's going on in his mind, like I listen to it. Cause he's he's kinda like, how can I how can I put this? Kind of put this. He's just insightful. Yeah, well, he's he's like I mean he alright, so he he he's been legit in the game since he was 16, 15, 16 years old. You know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. And he's he's at least he's almost fifty. You know, so I, do the math there. How long that's how wow. long he's been I didn't know. I thought he was a little bit older than because my dad, my dad just turned fifty a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and so I thought that Ella Cool J was older than my dad, but Ella Cool J younger than my dad. That's crazy. I, I didn't think, know that. I don't know. People go on IMDb, look it up for yourself. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, when you Hollywood and you black man, black don't crack. So he he could be fifty for as long yeah. as he wants. You know, it's <laughs> like it's like he he know he knows a lot about a lot. 
Right. You know what I mean? And like he he has a wide range of interests. So I mean, when we have especially when we have like CIA people on the set or sure. FBI people on the set, like he engages and he under, he knows a lot about politics and a lot about just kind of the world wow. as a whole. So he he he's he's very broad view of things to kind of talk That's to. That's dope. That's yeah, dope. no, it's dope, man. It's like, you know, I don't know what I was expecting before sure. I met him, but it's, you know, he's super cool and he's extremely intelligent. That's powerful. That's dope, man. Well, hey, you know, when you said insightful, I just thought about, you know, he he said, when I'm alone in my room, I to stare at the wall. So, you know, he just, you know, he probably should still be sitting alone in his room staring at the wall, just, you know, thinking about the stuff that you were just talking about, all these, you know, universal concepts and stuff. But uh sound like he smoked a lot of weed. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, man, we out here. We are the 100 Podcast, man. Thank y'all for sliding through. Um, we just showed that little clip, man, but... Most importantly, man, you from Chicago. What part of Chicago are we repping today? We're repping High Park, Kenwood on the southeast side. All right. We there, got is, there is an Park. east side. Southeast side. That's when the lakes start curving <laughs> a little bit and you start getting a little towards the you know. that part of the town where most people, you know, at least, nah. You know, you know lo- I've been the there a couple end. times. The lower, the lower. But listen, High Park is beautiful, my dude. So, you know, you got the Museum of Science and Industry. I used to bike all around there. And uh, so... We repping that part, you know, south side of Chicago in the building. I lived, you know, next to the Sox Stadium, although I am a Cubs fan. So shout out to all the Cubs fans out here, y'all. What up, Lori? Yeah, what I got to I gotta give give you on that. Also, south side, I worked at the White Sox place, but yeah, I hate the White I'm a Cubs fan. Oh, he's a Cubs, Cubs fan, fan, too. Hey. <laughs> that's what's up. That's south what's up. side Cubs south, fans. South side Cubs fans. But listen, that I was is. only on the south side for like three years, but it was like the white part of the south side. So don't nobody get confused. I ain't on the, you know, the... The hood. Although I went to the hood parks many times, but only during the day. And I went at night a couple times, and I just didn't return. <laughs> you don't go there. Hey, we got uh, Tahir. They say you to Tahir more. You, you know who that is? I'm not. Maybe. I need a picture. Can I get a picture? We'll, we'll look up <laughs> who Tahir more is. Apparently, they said, or maybe I look like Tahir more. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. But Mike Adams is uh, is roasting, so we seeing what's up. We got two Adams, double A, double A's in the building. Um, so what's what's it been like for you, man, on your journey to keep it 100? We always ask our guests. So what's it been like for you to keep it 100? Um, well, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's probably made it more difficult than it should have been. But you know, I'm just, I can't, I can't not keep it 100. I just oh. don't understand how. I mean, it's like you know, I mean, I guess you got to play the game and you got to bullshit and you got to like, yeah, like no, if I don't, I don't like you. I don't like what you're doing. I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't ride, because to me, at the end of the day, it's like, I gotta feel good about myself and I gotta feel good about the work I'm doing and sure. the people I'm rocking with and that kind of thing. And it's you know, sometimes I'm sure I miss some opportunities. Because, you know, I wasn't about to kiss that ass right there. <laughs> and it's just, I can't, I can't do that. And it's like, people tell me I should, I need to, but I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta be able to come home, look at myself in the mirror and look at my kid in the mirror and you know, like, just be like, you know, no, I did, but I felt good during sure. the day. But, um, I mean, it's hard because this is, you know, this isn't Chicago. This is, this yeah. is Hollywood and Hollywood is a lot of, you know, I keep learning every day. People smile. Oh, it's and, a lot you know, of fake, fake out here, man. And so the the one hundred, man, is to me. Sometimes this is a personal, personal journey. Like mm-hmm. to me, the other day, I, I had nobody else to talk to, but De- but Jesus. Like I was like, I need you. I don't have nobody else to talk to. So to keep it one hundred, man, is really important. So that's keeping it 
all the way real with yourself, keeping it real with those around you. And man, it's just, you know, beautiful, just the process, man, because sometimes, you know, you got people who giving you the 72 and you got to deal with the 72, but you still got to stay 100, you know, for yourself, you know? Um, so that was, I, I appreciate that. You said, I can't not keep it 100 because that's who he is. And that's, I think, about a big part about Chicago, like the Chicago spirit, the Midwest kind of spirit. Um, you get some, you get some people out here who are from LA, that type of vibe, um, I think to who do keep it 100 but you kind of you got to dig man you know so um you know at this point you know for me the the most important part of just keeping it 100 is literally just not quitting and what it means to never give up because i've been told everybody wants me to quit for some reason everybody <laughs> wants me to give up everybody so it's like you know what to say never give up and to is one thing right because everybody yeah. says never give up don't quit. Yeah. But there's a there's a lot that happens in the process, and there's a lot of people that are saying quit, give up. And so just so y'all know, I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. Shout out to the people. I'm so happy to see the interview. Shout out to Monica. Everybody on YouTube, no boy's not quitting. We keeping it 100, and I'm going all the way till it's 100. Nobody's giving up. I'm staying in L.A., and we keeping it popping because that's what we do. We keep it 100. We go 0 to 100, nigga, real quick. Real quick. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, man. So as far as uh, you know, just just keeping it one hundred. You know, the you started out working with that show. Has that pretty much been your focus? Because I know I met you doing the music video for uh, JJ. Yeah, yeah. And we we know you were Sigma as well. So this dude is an all around you know dope dude. So I wanted he throwing it up, throw it up. <laughs> hey, all the Mexicans, that is not that is not a gang sign. All the Mexicans on the show, that's a fraternity sign. Okay, so you know King Love too. Um, but yeah, he not a king though. So but uh, I'm a huge fan. Mike Adams said he's a huge fan. Uh, I, he might be a huge fan of NCI, uh, NCIS LA's, which is dope. So thanks, Mike Adams, for uh, stopping through on the chat room. Thank you very much. But um, but yeah, man. So just tell us about you know um, just your your other hustles out here, because you know you got your main job, but you also a family guy. You got the Sigma stuff. So yeah, yeah, family guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a wife and I have a little girl. She's almost four years old. Um, and that's that's a that's a huge priority. And right. then um. Outside of that and outside of uh, NCISLA, I, I work with um, a production company called Red Gorilla Entertainment. And um, that's the company that we did Canal Street through. Okay. And uh, I have a bunch of a bunch of projects kind of floating around in the in the in the in the perimeter with them. Okay. That uh, you know, potential uh, T V joint and then uh, some more movies we're working on doing. So and all that stuff is just right now we're just kinda hurry up and waiting. Right, yeah. For uh, for buttons to get pushed and you know T's to get crossed and that kind of thing, and then just a lot of writing on my own. You know, I got my own. I got my own uh, TV pilot that uh, that I'm pushing out there, and I have my own so, features. So, so you, so you have a pot. So when you say it, it's already, so you're basically submitting it already, and yeah, pushing yeah. it around, pushing it okay. around, pushing oh, that's it around. Awesome. You know, trying to do what I can do. Until uh, and just, you know, just see what happens. How man. do you find time to write, though, my dude? Oh my gosh, man! I got two kids. I know you got one, which is kind of like two. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. But, 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 my dude, where do? You, how do you find time to write? I mean, do you just do only do it while you're at work, and then while you're writing at work, you're done writing the work stuff, and then you write your own stuff. Like I, that's, I, I have a feature that I'm working on as well, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, anytime. I mean, 
after seven o'clock, I'm not trying to have any energy <laughs> go to anything but food, TV, and video games. So I don't know, man. When do you write? Just uh, whenever I can, man. <laughs> whenever I mean, you can. I mean, like you know, my my wife is cool, you know, and we we kind of work. She understands what I do, you know, and so we we work it out and chill. Sometimes it'd be like I just need to leave. Uh, I have a I have a booth that should have my name on it at Panera Bread. You know, <laughs> I kind of. <laughs> oh, that's the secret. It's Panera. You know, dude, you just uh, inspired me. I'm getting me a salad and some cheddar <laughs> broccoli soup up in this. Dude, man, I'm saying just whenever, whenever I can, man. And then like I don't have it now, but I mean now I got my phone, so I do like voice memos. But I usually have like pads of paper in my pocket. Sure. And just jot little things down. And then when you got your time, bam, 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 mm -hmm. yeah. I feel that. That's how I do with my stand-up and stuff. I think of like a joke or whatever, something that's funny, or the wife pissed me off. Like, you know, I just write it down. And then, you know, <laughs> when it's time to go do the show, and I organize the thoughts and everything. And you know what? I was watching a thing about comedians, and that's what they do is, or not they. I've heard a few comedians say that's what they do. You got your set part, and you got your, you know, um, you got your part where you do the show. You, excuse me, the set part, and then the ideas and stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so you got your little idea section, and then you got your, you know, your actual writing side. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, do you do you write at night? Um, depends. If it hasn't, if it's if been, you, a, it's if been you a need to. Well, if it's been a long day, yeah, then no. Right. I'm, then I'm like you. I'm like, no, I'm home, sure. and it's like I'm in my sweatpants. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like I'm just vegged out. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, other than that, if I got a little bit of juice in me, then I'll go. The problem is, is that when I, when I need, I need a gap of time. Yeah, because like so you gotta I need, get there. And I you gotta, gotta get there. Yeah, exactly. You gotta get your thoughts, and you gotta get. It takes about thirty minutes to yeah. actually like get to the writing. Exactly. Part. And then once you know once you're there, then it's like okay, then we're just going. Yeah. And don't even realize how much time we're going. Right. You know, it's like ah, God damn it, it's two o'clock in the morning. I oh like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> you gotta wake up right again for work. Yeah. Hey, she said that's right, bro. We got Catherine Streaker, Simon. <laughs> we got everybody watching, man. Hey, so. Uh, you mentioned um, the the company that you're working with to help produce this next movie. So um, before we show the clip, set up this next clip. You got Canal Street movie. So I live right around the corner. I actually used to ride Canal Street when I <laughs> when I took my bike to work, and because I used to work, I used to live in Bridgeport, and then I used to go up to Canal, and I went up to Canal up to the lower uh, the, the the south side over there. Uh, excuse me, the South Loop, to where I work. And so, man, you're making a movie about my, you know, my trek, bro. So what's it about, man? So essentially, Canal Street is, is it's about uh, people misunderstanding and, and, and prejudices that are kind of enlightening in people. It's, it's about uh, a black kid, Coley Styles, and his dad who come up from the south side and move to a more affluent, predominantly white suburb. And uh, the black kid meets his white kid. And they're both alpha males, and they mm -hmm. butt heads, and then one thing kind of leads to another, and the black kid ends up getting killed. Oh, I'm sorry. Dang. I'm sorry. The white kid ends up getting killed. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> better. That's better. That's cool. That's cool. The white kid gets killed, but the black kid finds the body, and uh, you know, all hell kind of breaks loose from oh, there. Oh, my gosh. Because obviously, if he found the body, he must have did it. Oh, yeah, right. That's how they did it on the, sh the Shy Show. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like... It, it it basically it, it it sets up people's kind of preconceived prejudices, yeah. and we kind of see how that plays you out. You filmed it though in Chicago, which is we filmed dope. it last year. This time last year, we were in Chicago shooting it. That's awesome. So when 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 can we see it? Release it? It'll film be out festivals. Well, it'll be out um, officially. It'll be out in the fall. It'll be out in September. Okay, dope. How? Where? In theaters. 
theaters. Wow, okay, y'all. Yeah, yeah. So let's play the clip. Let's check it out. Here we go. My name is Adam George. How's it going? Uh, Adam George Key. How you doing? My name is uh, Ryan Lamar. We're in Chicago. Haven't been home in a long time. No. Right? This is, this is uh, film number three, but first film back home. First film back home. Feels awesome. That's right. The whole crew, the whole family happening here. We got a, a fun-filled day. We're going to end today with the big fight action sequence. Yes. Y'all wait for that. It's going to be amazing. Mr. Clay Crawford, Jimmy Hector, Michael T. Williamson, our amazing stunt director, Eric Alday. Said that way, right? I think so, yeah. Eric Alday. Hey, Mark. Peace, peace. Hey, Mark. Canal Street. The film Canal Street. Wow, man, that's powerful. That's hilarious, because I, I literally forgot what I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> you did send it to me like a week or two ago. He was, I was ready. Like, I was like, I don't know. What, what is it? Let's watch it. There it is. <laughs> so it was, it was a behind-the-scenes clip from the movie that you were... From day one. <laughs> that was behind-the-scenes. That that was everything we shot on day one. Yeah, okay, yeah. dope. So obviously, <clears throat> you know, it was day one. You had a lot going on after that. So um, with this movie, y'all, make sure you check it out, man. Canal Street... The storyline is is crazy right now to me. It's something that I think a lot of people um, can relate to, you know, because when you film a movie in Chicago, it's got to be real, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So the fact that you were able to, uh, besides, you know, Transformers, you know, they did all they did some bogus stuff up in there. <laughs> Remember that one? Uh, but but yeah, hey, speaking of superhero movies, listen up, man. I'm excited. You know, I know he's a big fan, so we got to talk some about some Avengers, y'all. We got Avengers coming up this weekend. Uh, I'm excited, you know, I haven't gotten the tickets yet, but I gotta make sure I can sneak away when the wifey let me, you know, so I'm gonna try <laughs> to go Saturday morning for my solo ticket. Um, but, but yeah, man, so what are, what are your thoughts on this next uh, Avengers movie that's coming out? Oh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. That's dope. You saw, I know you saw Black Panther, obviously. How many times? Well, so far, three times. What I'm actually gonna do is, cause you know, I got the movie pass, right? So what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna, um... I'm gonna go because Black Panther is still in the theaters. Right. So I'm gonna go see Black Panther again, and then I'm gonna go see Avengers. On the same day. The same day. This <laughs> I'm gonna need you. you <laughs> your wife, man, that's crazy. Are you taking the whole family? Or are you don't. No, no, just me. Okay, okay, yeah, because because that sounds expensive, you know, for one. But yeah, you said you got the movie pass. You know what? Pass. I used to do that back in the day, man. You know, but to me, it's just like. By this, by that movie, man, my eyes were just done, you know, by, by the end. So I don't. Well, know. I almost, I almost, I, I didn't get the ticket. I almost did the, uh, what is that theater called? The El Capitan in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. They're doing the, the marathon, the yeah, thirteen yeah. movie marathon. Oh, they're doing, oh, they're doing all of the Avengers movie leading up to this one. Like most of them, yeah. It's wow. like, it's like a, it starts. I think it starts tomorrow. It probably, yeah. So <laughs> you sure it's not already on now? It's like, dang. <laughs> I almost did that. I almost did that. Yeah, I believe you, man. <laughs> but no, we're, we're, we're big fans of the Avengers stuff. They just had the premiere. I was looking at some of the stuff. Apparently, your boy uh, Captain America was uh, in a musical somewhere in New York, so he couldn't be at the uh, Avengers premiere. Nice. Yeah, so all right. Just theater. It's like, <laughs> it's like he's doing, you know, you people are busy and stuff. The other guy who uh, won the Oscar, uh, Mike, Michael Shannon. He was in Chicago okay. when oh, he, they he? won the Oscar and was watching it on TV because he was in, also in a play. I don't know, man. All these actors doing theater and stuff, man. Y'all need to figure it out, bro. Yeah. Cause they, pick listen, one, right? Yeah, pick one, man. Because, listen, I went to school for theater. I respect <laughs> the theater. Denzel's in a play in, in, uh, in uh, New York right now, so I respect the game. But come on, man. You Captain America. Yeah. You, you the leader of the... Maybe, maybe they kill him finally. 
maybe he's the one that died and he was just kind of giving us a it's hint. Like, I'm just not gonna go. I can't do this. I can't hey, do it. Hey, so who's going? Who do you think they're gonna kill, man? Who, who do we actually need to kill? Because I hear there's a few deaths. You know, I don't know. I I know that, and then I what I don't think. I don't think Iron Man's gonna die. No, no, no. He does not kill him. No, I don't. I don't think. I think he's gonna make it. I don't think he's gonna be Iron Man anymore after this. But I think he's gonna make it. Well. I mean, I think, okay, so you don't think he's going to be Iron Man anymore? No, I think, what I think is going to happen, because, you know, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is getting older, and he hurt himself on Iron Man 3, and he's not really trying, to, not do, trying to do And it really, all he really does in the suit is the, you know, that screen sure. they do, you know. So he just want to do it at the crib, basically, with the podcast. Yeah, I think, I think what they could probably, I mean, like, in the books, in the books, what they did was, at some point, Tony Stark takes over S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's he's more of a Nick Fury kind of character. Okay. So I think like that could be kind of cool and have him really just kind of step back. Okay, and but be he, that kind of he's like, got all of these like uh, drone Iron Mans. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, he can still make stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. I mean, you know, he say so he kind of goes to Shield and that kind of thing. Okay, word, word. Um, okay, so I'm thinking, who's your boy uh, with the arrows, man? Hawkeye. They're killing Hawkeye, bro. <laughs> I thought he died two, three movies ago, bro. <laughs> this nigga is dead, man. They killing Hawkeye because I don't give Black Widow like you know they not gonna kill Black Widow because she's she's one of like the she's like the female like one of the leading females. They are not gonna kill her. Yeah. I think they can kill Hawkeye. Um, they're not gonna kill Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm trying. They're not gonna kill anybody now from that group. I don't maybe. I'm, but well, you know, know if they did, we wouldn't care. I think they need to kill Bucky. I effing hate <laughs> Bucky and his patty cake relationship with Captain America and that dumb tag that they did at the Black Panther movie with Bucky coming out of the thing. What the heck was that, man? So I hate, I, they need to kill Bucky. You I don't like Bucky? Fuck Bucky, nigga. <laughs> well, he is the worst sidekick, superhero, whatever you call him, whatever he is, bro. I'm done with Bucky, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see it on Thursday with my twin bro, all of that, man. So, Bucky, I, they need to kill him and and what's his name? Hawkeye. Those are two characters that need to die. <laughs> I can see them killing uh, Star-Lord. Oh, man. What? I can see no, that No, then they'll bring him back. He's the leader of the, of the movie. But you know what? Uh, and, and then... He's the uh, leader Kev of the franchise, bro. Well, I don't know who if it was Kevin Fahey or 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 or, uh, or Gunn. I don't remember who said it. And you you can't trust anything that comes out of Marvel anyway, because they're all you know it's all subterfuge and they're all like you know sending people off. But they're saying that in the next in Volume Three, Gamora's going to be more of a lead role. She's going to be kind of like oh okay. She's going to be the leader of the team. Yeah. For the most part in okay. three, and it's like well I, well one way you could do that is you get rid of Quill. No, no, they're not gonna get rid of him, man. He's the he's the lead character. Hey, listen. So, my home, my uh, my godfather said they gonna kill somebody from the Black Panther movie, and you know what? I honestly, black people not gonna have that. We just had a damn movie, <laughs> and there will be a revolt of that movie if they kill anybody from the Black Panther clan. So I already know that's gonna happen. And he also said that he agreed with you that Tony Tony is history. That he might be, you know, not not die, but you yeah. know, kind of. Yeah, stepped away, away from from the situation, um, but hey, 
in addition to writing and doing all this stuff, my man, you were a rapper or something, right? You, oh, you, you got the, you were a rapper <laughs> or something back in the day, right? Back in your time and your prime in the eighties or whatever. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Actually, it was the seventies. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, okay, okay. So you are I was very hip hop, <laughs> hippie to the hippie to hip hop. That was me. Don't stop the rocket to the bang bang. But hey, so so we're gonna do a drop a little freestyle battle right quick. I'm I'm gonna go and I'm gonna pass it. And if I need to go again, we're gonna go. But I'm gonna drop the music and we got a little freestyle battle between me and one Adam George. Okay. Uh I haven't freestyled in a very, very long time, and I don't think he has either. So this is a dad freestyle, y'all. We <laughs> we doing dad freestyle <laughs> for the kids. Hey, can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. We got it. A, B, C, D, A. We freestyling, cause you know I'm just wildin'. I rep the A to the B to the shy end. Rep the city, who I be? DJ to the M A D. Hatter, y'all wasn't ready, cause I splatter. All over y'all like platter, platter, serve it like I'm giving y'all jokes and having fun. Let's do it like this. I'm about to pass the mic real soon so I don't get my ass kicked to the moon. Hey, because I'm done with this flow, I need to move my ass back to Chicago. Hey. Uh, yeah. Moving back to the side, I don't lie, I keep it right, right just on my side. Anybody wanna test, come and step, I'm the best, unless you think you got what's going under the vest. Any motherfucker step up to me getting flexed out, every go, Adam George in the house, turn it out, no doubt. I have been rhyming in quite a long time, but it doesn't really matter, I'm like the Mad Hatter. Woo! I'm coming through on fatter, and I make these bitches scatter. Anybody wanna step to me, please bring it fast, I don't understand what you're saying out your ass. Don't understand it. Please just band it. I passed it back to Welton, man. DJ Mad, take it. Oh, I can't take it after that. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, y'all. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Yo, one Adam George. That was dope. I wasn't ready for you. First, I thought it was written. It was so dope. I'm like, okay, okay. He over here got spitting the written, yo. So, hey, man, that was dope. And when you said the Mad Hatter, I was like, okay, he not writing. He not writing. He, he, he off the top. He off the top. But um, but yeah, man. Hey, before we head out, man, Yo. I just got any any shout outs you want to do. Any last couple, you know, bam, bam, bam. Follow me, you know, holla at your homie type thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, check me out uh, on Instagram primarily. One Adam George. That's O N E, spelled out. One Adam George. Um, yeah, just you know, want to send our love to all my people, to my men over there, to all my my noobs in the house, my sigmas in the house, everybody, to my hey. wife, my people. You know, um, yeah, man. Just thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Keep watching my man's show. Keep tuning in. 100 podcasts. We in the house. Dope, dope, dope. Sidetown. Hey. <laughs> hey, he said, this should be interesting. They told us <laughs> They told us to stop with the flows, man. They told us to stop. Hey, listen, we, That's we done. That's just encouraging to we keep done. going. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for the fuel. Hey, um, next show, we got very, very, hey, listen, this dude was in jail for 60 days, and he went there on purpose to snitch. And it was on A&E, and you guys could check it out. It's called 60 Days In, my homie Dion Shepard. In addition to that, he's going to talk about what it means to be a thought leader. He calls himself a thought leader. So he's just all around research, dope, very intelligent. He's actually an alpha. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, you and I kind of describe it. You're <laughs> like, oh, yeah, because, you know, some Sigmas ain't going to jail on some real shit. Like, noobs ain't doing that, but that sounds like some alpha shit. <laughs> but uh, Or some cute shit, right? But, um... Uh, 
Uh, so he's gonna be here, and also my girl I Heart Rocio. She's just an all-around dope actress, host, announcer, all of it. So excited to have another female on the show. I don't know if I had a female on the show, maybe a long time. I don't remember, bro. I think I did. I think I did. Oh, I did. My my girl Tess came through. So shout out to Tess. Oh, you you maybe met Tess at the party. She was at the party with the short What's hair. Up? Shout out to Tess. Shout out to Tess. She was here. Shout out to the females. Hey man, we're excited so much, y'all. Make sure you find us on uh, YouTube. 100 podcast okay we're on youtube 100 podcast so make sure y'all check us out we want to thank y'all so much for signing for checking us out dj mad hatter we got one adam george we got your boy a dub in the club we gonna keep this party popping let's go it's 100 <laughs> peace out y'all thank you let's go very happy As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.